The Miami Hurricanes have already had some huge recruiting W's over the past month, but you look at what's coming up over the next five days. These could be the most decisive days of the summer. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked on College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So, folks, over the next five days, you can even project out to the next 10 days, but over the next five days, we have five University of Miami targets who are going to announce where they will be taking their talents for their freshman season in 2023. And honestly, uh, I think Miami could go four for five, possibly even five for five. And if something like that happens, four for five, five for five, Christmas in July is the way that I'm going to describe this upcoming period. July has already been a big month, which started out with uh, with Francis Maui Goa. There, there's been a ton of guys who have announced since mid-June into early July. But let's talk about the upcoming announcements a big handful of Miami targets that are going to be announcing soon where I expect them to go, what I'm hearing, because there's a few details that I'm getting behind the scenes about what certain players are telling people what they may or may not be thinking. So we'll go, we'll go in order of when the announcements will be made. And a few of these are going to be on the same day, right? But the first one that we're going to get this week is coming up on Wednesday, July 20th. We are going to get the announcement from four-star safety out of New, Jer Ju New Jersey. I don't know why I have trouble saying that. Jaden Bonsu is going to be making his announcement this Wednesday. And guys, like anything else, you know how we like to do it on Locked on Canes. When we get a big-time commit, and we may get a few of those this week, we like to do an emergency episode. There could be a lot of those this week. So you're going to have some two-episode days this week. Jaden Bonsu, very much trending towards Miami. Uh, Miami has been battling Ohio State and Michigan State, but there is a lot of confidence from recruiting analysts that Jaden Bonsu is going to pick the University of Miami. 100% of his crystal balls are trending to the Hurricanes, including from Steve Wiltfong, also from the local experts of 24-7, people I respect a lot, like Gabby Arudia and David Lake are projecting David uh, Jaden Bonsu to the U. Miami has a lot of young talent at the safety position right now. That group is about to get a lot more talented. I have a very high level of confidence in Jaden Bonsu kind of starting the snowball that turns into the avalanche this week, that he's going to be the first guy to announce a commitment to the University of Miami. That one is a very high level of confidence. If I'm going to score it on the 10 scale, I'm at like a nine, nine and a half out of 10 on Jaden Bonsu. Um, another one to watch this week, Friday and Saturday get very busy. So after Bonsu's announcement, you're going to get a little bit of a breather. Okay. And then Friday, 
five-star safety, Jonel Aguero, will be announcing. Miami is battling Ohio State on this one. Something to note about Janelle Aguero, if you click on his 24-7 profile, don't be fooled by the crystal balls that you see to Georgia on his profile. Those are both a year old, almost. They're from November of last year, and the situation has completely changed. That was back when Georgia had Jamil Adai coaching their defensive backs. He's now at Miami, as you guys know, and he's recruiting uh, Aguero just as hard, if not harder, at Miami than he was at Georgia, and that's a big factor in his recruitment, okay? Um, I was told on Janelle Aguero, um, you know, if I'm at like a 9.5 out of 10 for Bonsu, I'm at like a 6 or 7 for Janelle Aguero. I feel pretty good about him to the University of Miami. I was told as recently as this morning that the sense right now, and maybe this can change over the next few days, is that Miami seems to have pulled ahead of Ohio State for him. So it's Ohio State and Miami battling for Janelle Aguero. He just did some interviews at the Under Armour Future 50 event, and he talked specifically when he was asked which like head coaches he's built the best relationships with, went out of his way to talk about Ohio State's Ryan Day and about Miami's Mario Cristobal. On Ryan Day, he talked about their North Northeastern connection, Aguero from Massachusetts. As far as Mario Cristobal, he talked about the uh, Latino connection. Cristobal is uh, of Cuban heritage. Aguero's family is from Dominican Republic. And apparently uh, Cristobal was talking with Aguero's family in Spanish. They were having a grand old time. So they built a nice connection there. You love to hear that. So look out for Miami and Ohio State for Janelle Aguero, who would be one of the grand prizes of this recruiting class. He's a five-star. So if he picked Miami, they may try to knock him down to four stars. But this is an excellent safety. And, you know, can you imagine if Miami in the same class could pull off Jaden Bonsu, very likely, and Jonel Aguero, somewhat likely, to join a safety room that already has the Williamses and, you know, Cam Kinchins is there this year. So Miami would be in very good shape, present and future, at the safety position. Uh, so, yeah, Friday, July 22nd is when Jonel Aguero announces. On Friday as well, Friday, July 22nd, we get the announcement from four-star offensive tackle from Connecticut by way of Finland, Olaus Alanen. And I'm going to settle on that pronunciation. I've been calling him Alinen, but I hear people say Alanen, so I'm going to call him Alanen. Olaus Alanen is going to be announcing on Friday. Uh, Miami has become a big favorite for him. All the crystal balls trending for him. Uh, Alabama, though, is lurking. I know Alabama was recruiting this player very hard, and you know after he made his official or before he made his official to Alabama, it seemed to be trending in Bama's direction. But recently, it's been trending very much in Miami's direction. Uh, so that's three down. Let's get to the fourth. And now we get into Saturday. So you've got Jaden Bonsu on Wednesday, Janelle Aguero and Olaus Allenen on Friday. Saturday's a huge day. Um, we're going to get an announcement from Malik Bryant. On Saturday, July 23rd, four-star linebacker out of Orlando. And again, I'll say this. My confidence level is going way up. I'm at about an eight on this one. Miami is trending very strongly for Malik Bryant, battling Florida. And you know how Miami's battles with Florida have gone recently. They've all ended with Mario Cristobal stuffing Billy Napier in the locker. Will that happen again? We will find out on Saturday. All of 
Malik Bryant's crystal balls are now pointing to the Miami Hurricanes, including from the Grim Reaper, Steve Wiltfong. You've also got one from our pal Andrew Ivins, who used to focus on the Canes. Now he focuses on the entire Southeast. And Gabby Arudia, who focuses on the Canes. They're all giving him crystal balls. If Miami gets Malik Bryant, they're going to have a stellar linebacker class already with Popo Aguirre, Bobby Washington. If you add Malik, I think Miami would still go after a fourth. So keep your eyes on Killian Stanquan Clark to potentially be the fourth. If and when Miami adds Malik Bryant, I don't think they're going to be done at the linebacker position. Charlie Strong is out there recruiting his butt off for the Canes and for Mario Cristobal. He got us Aguirre. He's going for Malik Bryant next. It's a great time to be alive. Um, also on Saturday, this one's more complicated. I'm not as confident in landing this one, but it is a possibility. Four-star offensive tackle Peyton Kirkland will be announcing on Saturday, and it's been confirmed by everybody, including Malik Bryant, that, that that's not a combo announcement. Like Peyton Kirkland and Malik Bryant, they're not announcing together. You know, they may or may not pick the same school, but possibly not, probably not. Um, they're both announcing on Saturday, but they're not announcing at the same time. They're doing it uh, their own way. Uh, so Peyton Kirkland is announcing also on Saturday. Michigan State seems to be the favorite here for him. Um, Miami very much in the mix, though. Um, you know, seems like all of the great offensive tackles out there, they want to play in Miami. They love the fact that Mario Cristobal is a, a former offensive lineman and Mirabal has a great reputation there as the offensive line coach. Um, but I, I something interesting about Kirkland is, um, you know, I, I was told that if Miami does not get Peyton Kirkland if he commits to Michigan State or you know Florida whatever else he's thinking about that uh, Miami could actually up their pursuit if they don't get Kirkland they could up their pursuit for Monroe Freeling who's another four-star offensive tackle a little bit light he's like 283 but the guy he's a giant he's six foot seven and I, I've been told he really likes Miami and maybe Miami's not pursuing him so hard at this moment but if Peyton Kirkland is out of the picture they may start pursuing Freeling a little bit more. So keep your eyes out there. Um, but, you know, uh, if, you, if you're asking me an opinion one way or the other, I think for Peyton Kirkland, it's like a three out of 10 that he picks Miami. I'm not necessarily expecting it. Um, the following Thursday, so, th so the big ones that I just mentioned, I think Miami could go four for five over the next five days are Bonzu on Wednesday, Aguero on Friday, Alinan on Friday, sorry, Allen, and I'm calling him now, uh, Malik Bryant on Saturday, and then Peyton Kirkland, maybe, maybe not on Saturday. And then you also have announcements coming up from three-star offensive tackle Tommy Kinsler. That's going to be the following Thursday, July 28th. Uh, all of his crystal balls, including Wilt Fong, are in for Miami. Ever since he decommitted from Florida, he's been trending to Miami. Uh, it seems like maybe he could move inside to guard, and Miami can really stack their offensive line for 2023. Uh, Four-star D lineman John Walker is announcing on Thursday, July 28th. Uh, I am not too confident in landing him, but I wanted to bring him up for this reason. Like I, I've been told, Miami's unlikely to get his verbal commitment next week, but they like him so much that they could keep recruiting him right up until signing day. 
to see maybe if he flips. So until he signs his national letter of intent, and guys, this happens with everybody. Don't think that that's just way. Why is Cristobal doing that? Coaches all over the country are going to keep recruiting players, even if they verbally commit somewhere else. And this is one apparently Miami could keep recruiting right up until he signs his national letter of intent. But as far as his announcement next Thursday, the 28th, he seems to be trending to Ohio State. So I'm, I'm feeling really, really good about Definitely feeling great about Bonsu, feeling great about Allenin, feeling great about Malik Bryant. I'm feeling pretty good about Jonel Aguero and, you know, Peyton Kirkland. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. If he doesn't pick Miami, um, you know, Samson Okunlola, it's got crystal balls to the U. It seems like he's going to end up in Miami. He's better than Peyton Kirkland anyway. We've already got Francis Maoyoga. So Miami is in great, great, great shape. Uh, you know, some of Miami's commits and targets participated in the Under Armour Future 50 event. I want to talk about what, uh, how they showed out, especially, oh man, Maui Goa. Sounds like he was absolutely dominant. And some interesting comments said by Miami targets as well, which gives you an idea of how hard Miami staff recruits. So we have that coming up. Do not go anywhere if you want to hear from Riley Williams, from Francis Maui Goa, from Jonelle Aguero. We have all that coming up here on Locked on Canes. Hey, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes at LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. It's the world's largest professional network, over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag to to your uh, frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you accomplish that. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's available July 18th on Locked On NFL. That's today, by the way. I'm looking at my calendar. July 18th. That is today. It's available now uh, on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So Charles Power, the director of scouting and rankings for On3. Now, we may not be happy with all of his rankings, but I like what he had to say on this scouting report about Miami commit, offensive tackle Francis Maui Goa, top tackle in the class. Here was uh, on his performance at the Under Armour Future 50. Miami commitment Francis Maui Goa is the most physically impressive lineman at the event. A lot of big bodies on the offensive line here. Not many developmental types, and most are well over 300 pounds. Maui Goa carries the weight. He's about 330, by the way. He carries the weight the best and has the highest feel, has the highest, uh, or sorry, has the lightest feet of the group, which is in line with everything we've been talking about with Maui Goa. What makes Maui Goa such a great prospect is he checks off every box. He's got the nastiness. He's got the size. 
He's got the strength. He's got the power. And he has the grace. That's when we talk about him having the lightest feet. It's like Fred Astaire out there blocking. Um, he has the lightest feet of the group. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty good to hear that. And, and Maui Goa, everywhere he goes, and when you watch that young man's uh, tape and his highlight reels, you know, highlight reels for offensive linemen aren't always that entertaining. It's entertaining for Maui Goa because he bodies people. <laughs> he bodies people, and he he throws players aside like rag dolls. Uh, here's something from 24-7 about Miami commitment, tight end Riley Williams. He had some nice movements on Saturday showing natural suddenness in and out of breaks and the ability to develop into an ideal wide tight end for Mario Cristobal in Miami. He's got some natural tools to work with at the position, plus a recent move to IMG Academy should help him only get better and more collegiate ready. Um, you know, I, I referenced some comments earlier from uh, Janelle Aguero, so I think I pretty much covered that. Uh, let me read you some of the quotes because I, I talked about what he had to say about uh, Mario Cristobal in Miami, Ryan Day in Ohio State. Those and, and those are the two schools that are really fighting for him for the five-star safety out of Massachusetts. Those are schools really fighting Miami versus Ohio State. And he talked about the uh, the relationships with those coaches. He'd say. Uh, when he was asked which coaches he's developed the best relationships with, he said, I'd say it's between Cristobal and Day at Miami and Ohio State. He says, well, Coach Day, he's a Northeastern guy, so I'm from the Northeast also. Uh, so he kind of hopped on board with me quickly. So since he offered me, we already kind of had that connection. We have already been building it. He says he's great with my family. My family gets along with him. I get along with him. So we've got a good connection with each other. He says, then... Coach Cristobal, he's Cuban. My family, they're Dominican, so they already have that connection. They were speaking Spanish to each other, so they have a great relationship. He says, you know, he's already building something great over here at Miami, so that's something you want to be a part of, he says. So hopefully he wants to be a part of it to a point where uh, where he announces that verbal commit coming up later on this week. You know, something, uh, I've, I've gotten a lot of questions from viewers and listeners, because we talk about, you know, the overall rating of Miami's class, right? The 24-7 composite. Miami has a top 10 class, are they number seven, number nine? And people always say, hey, you need to talk about the average rating per commit, right? Because that takes the quantity out of it, right? When you talk about the average rating per commit, you're only talking about the quality of the class, not how many in the class. Now, Miami's in good shape there as well because a lot of the classes that they look up at in the recruiting rankings are bigger classes, at least for right now, more verbal commits. So that brings up the score. Um, so Miami, for example, and this was noted by uh, Alan at caneswarning.com. He did a good job posting this up there. Miami has a higher average player rating than Clemson does right now in recruiting. Clemson has 17 commits with an average of 92.33 for this upcoming class, which is really good, by the way. That's a great average rating. Uh, Miami has 14 commits, averaging 92.38. So three fewer commits right now, Miami, and a decimal point, like your .05 higher average rating than Clemson has right now. Um, and as far as like the composite rankings of classes, Cristobal averaged a class of 10.5 nationally in his four years as head coach at Oregon. Miami is on pace to sign its best class in program history during the era 
recruiting sites began in the early 2000s. So, you know, we did an episode late last week about Miami trending for a top five class, which they are. And, you know, that made some people upset. Where is all this money coming from? Uh, you know, opposing fan bases and all that. But then other people were saying, hey, how come you're talking top five? Miami could be trending to top three. Yes, they could be. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm, I'm considering, I'm thinking of top five right now because, you know, we haven't even played a season yet, which is going to influence some things. Um, let's hear about, uh, hold on, this is uh, from Cooper Pitania from 24-7. He talked a little bit about Olau Salinen, who's not a Miami commit yet, but I think by the end of Friday, he's going to be a Miami commit. Uh, he says, top 24-7 offensive tackle, Olaus Allenen, struggled during the one-on-ones portion of the morning session. That being said, I wouldn't be concerned about Allenen's long-term projection. The international prospect will need time to adjust to the speed and nuances of playing offensive line, but he's a slow burn that is worth the time investment. So, okay, a couple things are important right there. Yeah, he talks about him being an international prospect it's just different. Like you grow up in Finland, you're already at a disadvantage when it comes to, you know, competing and learning the nuances of offensive line. Even if Olaus does have a father with pro football experience, his father was a longtime NFL Europe guy when that used to be a thing. And he did come overseas for a few NFL training camps. So he does come from an American football background, but you're still, you're not getting the same sort of training and competition when you grow up in a country that barely has any American football presence whatsoever in Finland. So he was behind the eight ball ever since he, you know, moved out to Connecticut to play a prep school there. So there's, there's more work that has to go into a player like this who does have the physicality, the size, the strength, and the potential to be one of the best offensive tackles in the country. And that ties into again, why Olaus is so perfect for Miami, because if you're looking for the right group of coaches to take you from a somewhat raw prospect. I mean, he's a four-star, so he's not that raw. But if you're looking for the types of coaches to take you from a somewhat raw prospect with a high ceiling to make sure you actually reach that potential, there are few places, if any, that are, are going to do a better job of that than Miami with Cristobal and Mirabal that he knows he comes here, he's in very good hands. And as far as Allen and goes, something I know has been a big factor for him in his recruitment because recruiting analysts have told me this repeatedly, that he and his family, they just love the vibes of South Florida. That South Florida, if you compare it to places like Tuscaloosa, you know, it just has so much more of an international you know, you could compare it a little bit to Europe, you know, that that's sort of a, you, you get more European vibes from Miami, Florida than you get from Tuscaloosa, Alabama or Gainesville, Florida. I'll just say it like that. And that's something that his family being from Helsinki that they appreciate. That This just feels like a better fit for them. So that that seems to be where Miami is at with Olaus Allen. And uh, I've got a cool quote from a Miami target when we come back, plus a good question from one of our pals on Twitter, because we talk so much about the 2023 recruiting class. We don't talk a whole lot about the 2022 team. There will be a time for that, but we have a lot more to get to. So keep it locked right here and keep it locked to betonline.net. 
It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including uh, this year's Major League Baseball season, all your college football futures at Bet Online. It's your continued source for all your sporting wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Nicholas Harbor, who's a Miami target, uh, you know, he hasn't announced anything yet except for his final seven. So I don't know when he's going to announce his commitment, but his final seven, and this is the track stud. You know, you've all seen Nicholas Harbor running the 100, and he's just like he's six foot five or six foot six. He's gigantic, and this guy's so fast. Uh, so his top seven, Miami, Maryland, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, USC, and Michigan. Is that more than seven? One, two, three, four, five. So it's seven. I felt like eight when I was reading those. Miami, Maryland, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, USC, and Michigan are Nicholas Harbor's top seven. And this is what he had to say about Miami. He says, the Canes, I'll say, are recruiting me the hardest, he said. Uh, that's what he told Michigan insider Sam Webb. He said, once Cristobal got there and once the new staff got there, they're recruiting me the hardest. And it's paid off, he said. Um, and Harbor, he's from Maryland. And he is a huge fan of Ed Reed, you know, who played with the Baltimore Ravens for so long. Greatest safety of all time for my money. He said, Ed Reed was probably my favorite player, Harbor said. When I got on the phone with him, I was starstruck. This is Ed Reed. I've seen you play on TV. I played with you on Madden, and now you're on the phone with me? I've got his phone number. I watched Ed Reed in the Super Bowl, and now I've got his phone number. This is mind-boggling. And then with that, my parents really liked him as well. My parents liked him, and I liked him too. So, yeah, having Ed Reed on Miami staff, that's really going to help you you know, with a guy like Nicholas Harbor. And of course, since Harbor projects to play a defensive end, he's an athlete, but he's probably going to be a defensive end at the collegiate level. I'm sure having Jason Taylor on the staff doesn't hurt either. He didn't mention JT by name, uh, but he did mention Ed Reed. And then, you know, I'm assuming he knows who Jason Taylor is. So having Jason, you got one phone with Jason Taylor, and then you've got another phone uh, with Ed Reed. That's got to do a lot for recruitment. So I, I thought that was cool. So my big takeaway from that, whether Miami lands Harbor or not, I don't know if they will or won't. I know we're in the mix. But whether Miami lands him or not, I love to hear what he said about Miami recruiting him the hardest. Folks, the University of Miami, with a staff led by Mario Cristobal, and his enthusiasm is infectious, and it trickles down to all of his coaches. They are relentless. They don't stop. They're like Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. They just keep coming at you, right? You think they're done recruiting you? They don't sleep. They are on you 24-7, 365. They are recruiting you. I love to hear that. I love to hear that Miami has been recruiting him the hardest since the new staff got there because it just reinforces everything I already thought and knew about Mario Cristobal. The recruiting and the grind just does not stop. Uh, we got a good question uh, from William on Twitter. He said, all this excitement for 2023. What about the 2022 season, he says? Outside of TVD, who else do we have to bring to the table? Now, first thing, 
we've been talking so much the last month about recruiting in the 2023 class because that's been the primary thing going on. It's just it's just the environment. So I don't want William or anyone else to worry like, hey, is this only a recruiting show? Absolutely not. When we first started this show, it was right around the time of spring football. So we were talking about the spring practices. We were projecting a lot of things for the 2022 season coming up. But since it's been basically all recruiting all the time, and that's all that's really going on, we became a recruiting show. And you know what? In a couple of weeks, we're going to become primarily a fall camp show. And so don't worry about that. And I have plenty of reasons to be excited. And it's not just TVD. I think TVD is going to be a top five quarterback in the country. Miami's tight end room gets me all, it gives me all the feels, right? Because Will Mallory has been a good elder statesman. I hope he's more consistent this year. Elijah Arroyo is going to be a stud. Skinner is going to be a stud. The running back room is absolutely loaded. The wide receiver room is interesting, right? Because there are some question marks there. But I think in the wide receiver room, I'd love to see what Frank Ladson coming out of Clemson will bring to the table as a transfer. I think Xavier Restrepo is going to catch just about everything thrown in his direction. You know, we'll see if Jacoby George and Keyshawn Smith and Romello Brinson and Prashard Smith can really become consistent every day, every down type of targets for Miami. Because, you know, you lost your top two receivers last year. So there are some question marks. There's a lot to be excited about on defense from Leonard Taylor uh, and uh, Hakeem Mesador. A lot of the transfers are exciting. Mesador excites me. Caleb Johnson, the linebacking core, excites me. I freaking love Miami's safeties. I mean, James Williams is one of my favorite players on the team. I love Avante Williams. I love Cam Kinchins. And I think the biggest thing I'm excited for this year is Miami's got a couple of really tough games on the schedule, especially those road games at Texas A&M and at Clemson. How much different is Miami going to look strictly because of coaching. A lot of the same players from last year, they did some good business in the transfer portal though, but a lot of the same players from last year, what we think is going to be far improved coaching, how much better at the line of scrimmage, especially offensive line, how much better are they going to get just by virtue of having Cristobal and Mirabal working them relentlessly in fall camp. So there's plenty to be excited for William and everyone else. And yeah, when fall camp begins, we'll be doing a lot more talk about that. Hey, make sure you get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked on ACC your second listen, Locked on ACC. So I think we'll be talking a lot this week because if Miami lands commits, we'll be doing emergency episodes throughout the week. Uh, that's not really going to start till Wednesday, but we will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Canes part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.